Good morning, and thank you so much for joining me for Modern Living with Dr. Angela. I am your host, Dr. Angela Chester. I am excited about my guest today. He is author Robert Bishop, and we are talking about a really great book that he has written, How Human Arrogance Makes Us Susceptible to Temptation, the name of the book. I, Jutibus. Now, I know that is an interesting title, and there's no better person to explain what the book about is the author himself. So let's not have any further ado. Good morning, Robert. How are you? Thank you so much for joining me for the show today. Good morning, and thanks for having me. I am so glad that you are on, that you'll be able to tell about this very intriguing book that you've written. But first, I have to ask you about the title, I, Jatibus. Who is Jatibus? Someone may not be familiar with that name. Um, well, very few people would be familiar uh, with it because I made it up. Um, mm-hmm. The uh, Jatibus is a fallen angel who, along with Lucifer, um, left heaven, and he now regrets it, and he's full of remorse, and he's on a mission to save humanity from Satan by exposing him and to get all that done without uh, Satan ever finding out what his plan is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what was your motivation or what was your reason behind choosing to write this particular book? Well, the the idea actually began some 40 years ago in college when a uh, creative writing professor asked us to write a dialogue. And almost in the instant that I finished writing the dialogue, I knew that it was going to be the prologue of a book. What I didn't know was that it was going to take me 40 years to put it all together. But um, so over the years I had, uh, you know, I sort of in my head wrote the prologue and the epilogues. Um, but it took me two years when I finally retired from teaching, and um, it, it took me two years to put the whole middle together. Mm-hmm. And, uh, boy, it was quite an adventure, I can tell you that. Um, yeah. so <laughs> while I was writing it, though, um, actually even before I started, and um, I don't know if it's ever happened to you, but when you sit at the keyboard and you're, you're ready to, uh, to write and then nothing happens, I I just said a little prayer and I I said God let's you know let's get people talking about God again and I don't mm-hmm. care if they're arguing about you I don't care you know what their situation is let's just get people talking about that and morality and so forth. Mhm mhm mhm. And you know we really do need to do that because by and large if you think about it we've been given the instruction almost don't talk about religion and politics. Uh that's how you get the argument started. So uh it it's true we we do need to talk about God a little bit more and um even if it's just for better for better understanding. Um I want to ask you um, about one particular uh, part of the book or, or a phrasing that you have. Now, when most people think about, like, sin or evil or the devil um, as the work of Satan, uh, but your book refers to it as Satan's legions and even names some of his followers. Uh, do you feel that then that Satan 
does not work alone in his master plans, but it is more so that his legions or his cronies, you know, the fellow demons are, are always helping out. Excuse me, always helping out. Um, why do you mention it that way? Well, um, kind of under the heading of yin and yang, I guess they're they're. Mm-hmm. We know that there are those of us who are uh, faithful people. Uh, we know mm-hmm. that there are many of God's angels, and it just stands to reason that there would be, you know, an army of angels on the other side as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the Book of Revelation talks, uh, you know, about a battle in heaven. Um, I don't know that that ever happened. I, uh, uh, you know, the book kind of indicates that, uh, you know, when the battle started, um, God finished it as soon as he, you know, as quickly as he wanted to. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't believe Satan works alone. Um, I think mm-hmm. there are numerous of his followers that kind of whisper in our ears. And mm-hmm. it's, it's that actually that whispering in our ears that, uh, gave birth to the name um, Jitibus because it's spelled mm-hmm. Jitube, which in French means I kiss you. And mm-hmm. that was just perfect for for the for that character. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, listeners, we need to take a very short break, but when we come back, we will continue this conversation with author Robert Martin Bishop. And you can find, of course, his book at robertmartinbishop.net. We'll be back right after this. Have you ever been stuck on the side of the road for hours waiting for a tow truck to get to you? Have you ever had to get towed to a local mechanic you don't know or trust? Motor Club of America is a different kind of roadside assistance that offers towing up to 100 miles to the shop of your choice. And they get you towed within 40 minutes of when you call. They also have emergency room, in-hospital coverage, and much more at very affordable rates. To find out more, go to MotorClubOfAmerica.com slash Elijah1. That's MotorClubOfAmerica.com slash E-L-I-J-A-1 right now and experience a better way to do roadside assistance. And we are back. Thank you so much for joining me for Modern Living with Dr. Angela. I am your host, Dr. Angela Tipster. Today, we are talking about how human arrogance makes us susceptible to temptation. My guest today is author Robert Martin Bishop, and he's written this intriguing book entitled I, Jatibus. Now, if you want to pick up a copy of the book, of course, you can go to robertmartinbishop.net. It is available down there in the description of the show. Of course, if you're listening on an enhanced version, simply click and it will take you directly there. If not, simply highlight, right click and go. So, uh, Robert, I love how your book really um, forces us to kind of think, to to wrap our minds around certain concepts and to really give it uh, life so that we can follow along in the book. Uh, One um, point that you make is that, or or one thing that you mention is the worst of the false prophets. Um, Can you kind of touch on that um, just a little bit? I know you can't, you know, give it totally away. You got to buy the book to get it all, folks. But can you kind of touch on that just a little bit for me? Well, I think there are or have been rather many, many false prophets. Mm -hmm. And when um, a reader reads those passages that talk about uh, you know, not only what's going on in the world today, but what happened thousands of years ago. Um, I, you know, they'll be able to draw their own conclusions, but um, mm-hmm. I don't think that's just something I want to give away right now. <laughs> right. 
I can understand that. Of course, I can understand that. Now, there are some points of your book um, that, of course, has a, um, or your overall book has a, a religious theme to it, and and I think most people uh, listening now have figured have figured that out. But you talk about the Roman Catholic Church to a certain degree. Um, so my question is: Would someone have to be a religious person? Would someone have to be Catholic in particular to want to read your book or to be able to understand it? Or would you say that it is for the religious person and the non-religious person alike? Oh, it's definitely for uh, the religious and non-religious as well. You know, there are certain things, certain aspects that might be more quickly understood by uh, a person of faith because, you know, they're kind of in it. But uh, there's no, no more than, you know, when somebody read the Da Vinci Code, you wouldn't have to be a Catholic. You wouldn't have to be Christian. Uh, You, you, wouldn't have to be anything in order to read it and understand it and, and know what was happening in it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. You, know, you once asked me uh, in another interview, if I'd had any pushback from people worrying about uh, if I were attacking the Catholic church at all. And, mm-hmm. you know, I want to say right out there, I have nothing but respect for the Catholic church. Mm-hmm. I'm not Catholic, but let's face it. Uh, the, it was the Roman Catholics who, essentially speaking, gave us the Bible. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, you know, and the Pope, even though we're not, uh, you know, those of us who are not Catholic don't um, really follow the Pope. He's still the titular head of the Catholic Church, or, or rather of the uh, Christian Church. So, no, I have nothing but respect for the Catholic Church. Mhm, mhm, mhm. And thank you so much for for clearing for clearing that up for me. Um, there's there's one thing in speaking of um the Pope. Uh, near the end of the story, the Pope talks about um or depicts uh, Pope Francis as being influenced in in some type of way and kind of gets involved. Uh, in the political arena, and I know that you can't kind of give it all away, but but is there anything that you can um, kind of help the reader to understand about that particular portion of your book? Sure. The in the book, um, the Pope is being influenced by uh, Satan himself, and. But that is not to say that Pope Francis, as we know him today, is being influenced by Satan himself. So let's remember mm-hmm. that it is fiction. But mm-hmm. let's also remember that, you know, we're all being whispered to um, at one time or another. The Pope is, after all, human. Um, mm-hmm. So it just stands to reason that he would, you know, suffer the same temptations that Of course, we all as suffer. anyone would. That's right. <laughs> as, far as, uh, as far as the political spectrum, um, I look at it this way, a, if a parent does his job, really all we can do with our children is cross our fingers and anything else that we can cross, that when they reach you know, the teen and late teen years, that they make good decisions. And if they don't make good decisions, if they make bad ones, at least let them learn from it and move on. I look at the clergy the same way. If a pastor or a priest or a rabbi is doing his job, and shepherding his congregation and teaching what um, the Bible uh, says, 
then mm-hmm. let the people go out and and take care of the politics. Clergy really, in my view, has no business commenting on politics. Mhm, mhm, mhm. And and I can I can understand that. I've heard I've heard a lot of people um, say that as well. Now we are down to about the last minute of the show, so I want to just kind of open it up and and ask you if there is a particular nugget of wisdom that you would like to share uh, with our listeners, or if there's a takeaway from the book. I just I leave it open to you. You have about a minute to share. Well, as I said in the beginning, the real, my real hope for the book is that people will read it and perhaps even gain faith from it. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, if, if you find your faith weakening, I think it's possible because uh, a couple of people have told me after they read it that their faith increased a great deal. Mm-hmm. And beyond that, I would hope that People would just sit back and think, you know, yeah, I, there have been times in my life when, you know, I did some stuff that I probably shouldn't have done, and um, that's just not me. And so how did that happen? Okay. Or you might see it in someone else. And, and then beyond that, you know, let's just start talking about God and morality. Um, even if you don't believe that God exists, you know, let's talk about right and wrong. Let's argue about it. Let's something about it rather than the kind of nonsense that's, that we all hear today on, um, you know, whatever news network you prefer. It doesn't make much difference. They're, they're all, um, none of them are talking about morality. None of them are talking about right and wrong. We're all arguing right. about, well, that isn't really wrong or that isn't really right. 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 Well, Robert, I just want to say thank you so much for being a guest here on the show today, and I have thoroughly enjoyed my interview with you. And I with you. Uh, It's always a pleasure to talk with you. Thank you. And listeners, thank you so much for being on with me today. And of course, you guys know that I always give my shout outs to my to my listening countries. And I appreciate you so much. Coming in first is the great country of the United States of America. Number two is Canada. Number three is Hong Kong. Number four are the Philippines. And Last but not least are our cousins across the pond in the United Kingdom. Thank you so much for tuning in. And as always, may the Lord continue to shine his peace upon you. May you receive his grace and his mercy in all that you do. Until next time, everyone, be blessed in the Lord. Bye-bye.